The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Thank you for joining this podcast. The reading today is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 25 to 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. I pray, God, that you anoint the sound of my voice today, that the hearers may be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of today's podcast is Compassion. The act of demolishing racial injustice. Compassion, the act of demolishing racial injustice. In our main text today, there are several lessons we can learn, and the text could be used to make cases for specific topics such as eternal life, love for God, self and neighbor, and all in all, justice 
But the focus of this message is racial injustice. This is why the title is Compassion, the Act of Demolishing Racial Injustice. Compassion in itself, as defined by the dictionary, is sympathetic pity and concern for the suffering or misfortunes of others. The world today, as in the past, is saturated with racial injustice. Even though many of us know what racial justice is in principle, but in practical terms and in all honesty, do we really believe the equality of all race? This is the question we should ask ourselves as we approach this text today. In the next few minutes, I would like us to reflect a little more about what it means to be just within the human family. There are many factors that contribute to racial inequality in our world today. Chief of them all is the feeling of superiority by one race against the other. One race feels they are superior to the other because they believe that their evolution from primal state is faster. So in their thinking, those of other race that are considered not fully evolved race must be beneath their level of civilization. We see these scenarios play out throughout our existence on the side of eternity. Racial injustice fueled the illicit human enslavement of the black race from the continent of Africa to the Americas. The annihilation of the Jews, otherwise known as the Holocaust, the Islamic militancy, modern human slavery and trafficking, all of this have been orchestrated by the feeling of superiority by one group of people or the other. All of these unfortunate occurrences are not the first in human history as we saw in the passage read earlier. First of all, because God sees the heart of man in his foreknowledge, he instructed Israel, his chosen people, to behave differently and apply justice in their daily lives. For example, being an agrarian society, God categorically demanded of them to treat the less privileged people in society, such as strangers, poor, and the widows among them fairly. In the book of Leviticus chapter 19 verse 10, it says this, Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am the Lord your God. You see, my friends, the New Testament on the other hand stressed the need to move past just leaving some of the harvest left over behind for the poor and treat each other with equal measure of respect and dignity as it was the case with the story of the Good Samaritan. Now, the Good Samaritan narrative is one of the stories in the Bible that does not upset our feelings. In fact, it is refreshing each time it is told, whether to children or to adults. 
it is the sort of story that makes us feel we too could act that part if we were to be confronted with similar situation. However, digging through the passage a little more will help us appreciate the context of the story. This is because the actions of the priest and the Levites who overlooked the suffering of the wounded man were not just a one-off. In fact, it was the norms at that time because of the hostility that existed between the Jewish people and the Samaritans. What is not so often discussed in this story is the racial cultural tension resulting from their context. The Samaritans were the traditional enemies of the Jewish people. The Samaritans and the Jews did not mix with each other or intermarry with each other. They had different centers of worship, different capital cities, and different Bibles even. From the Jewish perspective, the Samaritans were viewed as half-breeds and ethnic traitors, generally considered as undesirable elements. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Therefore, the phrase, the Good Samaritan, was an oxymoron. There was no such thing as Good Samaritan, at least according to the Jewish people at that time and in that context. The concept itself was as foreign to the Jews as it was to the Samaritans. This status quo played out significantly in the story of Jesus Christ and the woman at the well. You find this in John chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. It says this, A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciple had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? You see, Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. In other words, Jesus was saying to this woman, He said, Look here, woman. Don't you know that I am the master of the universe, the creator of all things? If only you acknowledge this, if only you understand this, you will indeed be be happy that I've asked you for a drink. Jesus Christ would not have any of this now entrenched racial discrimination and went straight ahead to offer her what she truly needed, a new life worthy of sharing. This was also what happened when another Samaritan chose to look past the racial, cultural, and societal construct to the injured man who needed help and offered love, comfort, and friendship. It is very important to note that 
in this story, this unnamed Samaritan did not ask the wounded man for his credentials to determine his identity or worthiness to benefit from this uncommon act of benevolence. We're not sure if this unnamed Samaritan had a budget for Ambrobly victim. Neither are we told that he was a CEO of a charity or non-governmental organization. The main point is that he was willing to help anyhow. This is a practice we all need to learn today as we consider the story. Now, when you look at the, the, the background of the story, you have the priest. Naturally, a priest was supposed to be a person who had compassion. But no, this priest failed to show compassion. Then come the Levite, who was also part of the leadership of the, the, the Jewish religious society. Yet, the Levite failed to deliver as well. Perhaps both of these people, the priest and the Levite, have one thing in common, fear of contamination. Have you come to that place where you need to think before you help people? Have you come to that place where you think that because someone is not like you, your pigmentation, your nationality, your ethnic group, then that person does not deserve to be helped? Or sometimes you might say, well, I do not have enough for, for this kind of uh, charity. Therefore, I'm not going to get involved. The thing we need to know here is that this Samaritan guy never considered all of this. He just helped anyway. And that is what as Christians were called to do. And I believe that in spite of the challenging question that was posed to Jesus Christ about the eternal life by the law expert in our text today. It appears that on that occasion, the question of faithfulness in how an exemplary life could be lived was more central to Jesus Christ than mere religious rhetoric and practice. Hence, Jesus' conclusive directive to the expert lawyer was go and do likewise because that act would form a substantial part of the passport to achieving eternal life. This is also the same for us today. As I bring this podcast to a conclusion, I would like you to remember our shared humanity and oneness in the sight of God as members of the human family. Because God is not interested in the labels or pigmentation, geographical and political affiliation. He called us not only to love God, but to show it as demonstrated by him in sending his only begotten son to die in our place. A horrible death. The death of Jesus Christ automatically gave us the mandate to equally demonstrate love as clearly stated in John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 34 to 35, which says this, And so, I am giving a new commandment to you now. 
love each other just as much as I love you. Your strong love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciple. And what we must understand also, finally, is the fact that the act of compassion demolishes all forms of injustice. Join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the privilege to be able to share this word today. And Lord God Almighty, help us, O oh Lord, as we continue in our struggle to make heaven. As we continue, God, in our quest to understand the things that you have said to us through the Bible. Lord, I pray that we all, God, will come to that understanding of your word in the way that you want us to understand. As we see clearly, God, the future of our word, the future of our relationship with you. We know that we can do nothing except the Holy Spirit help us. Therefore, Father, we invite you today to strengthen the hearer. Invite you today to strengthen us, Lord, that we will be able to achieve that which you have planned for us from eternity past. And I seal this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There is an everlasting kindness you lavished on us when the radiance of heaven came to rescue the lost you called the sheep without a shepherd to leave their distress for your streams of forgiveness in the shade of your rest With compassion for the hurting, you reached out your hand as the lame ran to meet you and the dead breathed again. You saw behind the eyes of sorrow and shared in our tears. Heard the sound of the weary, let the children draw near. listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.